you're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 222. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, self-support, how to be your own best advocate. In training, how to focus on the big lifts. And in nutrition, more about your nutrients and how to figure out the percentage of proteins, carbs, and fats that you need for your daily caloric intake. Well, I cannot believe how fast time flies. It's already March, and there's a lot going on already for me this year. That's why I've been kind of slow on the podcast because I've got so much going on. So just to let you know a few things, Quick Fit Club is still there, and I haven't been able to update all of the videos and keep it going to the full membership like I wanted. That's why um, we haven't actually opened it up for full membership. Um, And so you have the videos there. You can go and check it out at quickfitclub.com and do the videos. There'll be a selection as opposed to just having the uh, ones that you need for that particular month. So until I can get them up on a regular basis, you can kind of pick and choose. Now, we've also redone completely the Fitness Makeover Pro Shop, and you're going to find there not only a little bit easier to navigate and find what you need for motivation, training, and nutrition, but we also have a new motivational jewelry line coming out. And it's more of uh, what I like to call purse charms than necessarily jewelry, but you can kind of go either way on that. Um, I like to have certain charms and things on my purse, kind of remind me of things when I'm maybe a little unmotivated or whatever. And (laughs) you can get these um, right there at the Fitness Makeover Pro Shop. Now, my personal favorite is the little dumbbell. I actually have it set up uh, where I can put it on a bracelet or a necklace or clip it onto my purse. It's just, it's really adorable. So anyways, you'll have to go check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Now, my daughter and I have also been working on some projects together, and this is going to be in the form of a YouTube channel and also an Etsy store. There's a bunch of things that we are making and things that we have kind of found and are recycling or upcycling or whatever you want to call it anyway. So that's been keeping us busy. And again, when that's all ready to go, I'll let you know about that too. Um, It's really kind of a fun little segment where we redo things that we find, whether they're in garage sales or state sales or whatever. Um, Anyway, so we're having fun with that. So never a dull moment. But for now, let's get back to work and focus on fitness. Now, in motivation, we are actually going to be talking about self-support, and we have touched base on this in previous episodes, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about your self-support system and then give you some references for those other podcasts to get more information, all right? Now, first of all, I'm going to ask you, have you been working on your inner support system? And if you say no, then what is that? Then you might want to remember the I am statements that became your mantra that you repeat every day so that they get into your head and they become a habit? Well, that's what your self-support is all about. So the next question I'd have to ask you is, have you written down your I am statements? Have you been saying them daily as your mantra? And uh, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Well, if you're completely clueless, 
here's a list of the different podcasts that we've talked about these topics in. Um, the first one being number 210, we talk about supporting yourself. Number 162, we talk about the mantra and how to use it. Number 166, we review I am statements and how to make them and how to use them. And in podcast number 196, we talk about how to eliminate bad habits. Now, don't worry, you didn't have to write that down. It is in the show notes, which is at fitgirlguide.blogspot.com. And you can reference all of them from there. And then that way you can kind of get a good refresher course. But when you start using the power of your self-support, you can also call it your self-talk, um, that inner voice, you're going to start to realize that there's a lot of power there, a lot of power that you've not tapped into. And basically, you'll wonder why you had never done that before. Well, I'll tell you why. Probably because it's a little bit uncomfortable. When you're saying, I am, you're, you're basically telling yourself that you are this person that you want to be, but you put it in that present tense statement. And your mind doesn't quite agree because you're not that person yet. Kind of goes with the old um, adage of acting as if you're already the successful person that you want to be because that creates in your mind the whole scenario that you're already there. And so it's going to drive you to do the things that you need to do to be successful. So for example, if your mantra is, um, I am a consistent exerciser, and then you miss a workout for whatever reason, and then you start beating yourself up, up saying, um, well, uh, I missed a workout, I suck, I'm never going to lose weight, this is horrible. No, the I am statement gives you the power to replace that with, no, that's not true, I missed a workout, but I am a consistent exerciser. I'm going to get my exercise in as soon as I can. So you don't keep burying yourself with negativity. And in the Mindset Makeover book, actually chapter five is dedicated to discussing this whole power. It's called How to Harness Your Inner Power. And you do this basically by being your own best supporter and basically knocking away any negative thoughts and replacing them with those I am statements, those positive present tense I am statements. And there are too many other techniques actually you know, shared in some of the Mindset Makeover book and previous podcasts to go into all the details here. But suffice to say that every day you have a choice. You have a choice to support yourself or you have a choice to beat yourself down and end up in the same vicious cycle that, well, you may have already been in for too many years. Now, hopefully, there's just a couple of bad habits that you've gotten into and it's not really consuming you. But if it is, then yes, you definitely need to have to start making efforts to change the way you think. Now, the first thing, of course, is you choose to support yourself. You know, you make the choice to be your own best friend. And that way, when you get depressed or frustrated, you can just tell yourself, you know what, what would I say to my own best friend if they had the same problem or the same situation or they were having these same thoughts, what would I say to them? And that's another one of your act as if. Act as if your best friend is right in front of you. You know, close your eyes and just, yeah, pretend, imagine, whatever you want to call it. And say out loud what you would say to that person. I mean, you're probably going to say some nice things. You're probably not going to say, God, yeah, you're right. You missed a workout. You're a loser. Uh, you are not going to say that. You're going to say things that are going to pump them up and help support them. So do that and then use those words for yourself. Okay, so that way 
you're going to learn and eventually it'll become more natural to support yourself. So that's a great drill or um, practice to help put things in perspective and give you those solutions to either stay on track or to support yourself or basically just to get yourself in the right mindset because I think we should know that getting in shape is not necessarily as much about nutrition and training as it is your mindset because, you know, we all kind of know we should be training and we know we should be eating right and we know what we should be doing. But if you don't have the mindset behind it, you're not going to have the action. So everything has to begin in your mind first. And supporting yourself is going to make everything a lot easier. So with everything that happens in your life, whether it's a big event or a little one, also comes the opportunity to determine if it's got a meaning to you and to find out if there's a, a life lesson in there that might help to you know, empower you for the future. If we basically use life's challenges in ways that can strengthen you, um, not make you weak, you're going to become stronger each time. You're going to be able to see things more clearly, and you'll be successful. And that's kind of the whole point of everything, isn't it? Now, realize that, you know what, you do possess the strength to pick yourself up when you're down, to brush yourself off and to kind of refocus, uh, rekindle your drive and actually continue that motivation. You know, that's definitely one of the biggest problems most people have. They lack motivation, but they don't ever really stop and figure out why. So they end up in the same situation. So if something gets you off track, you stop and you say, you know what, why am I doing this? What are my I am statements? How can I support myself and get back on track as soon as possible? And that's by being your own biggest supporter, your own personal cheerleader. Because, yeah, we'd all love to have a trainer right there or our best friend right there telling us great things about ourselves and pumping us up. But realistically, they can't be there all the time. So you need to be there. You are there. Anyway, you're already there, aren't you? So putting the right thoughts in your mind and repeating them over and over is what's going to make it a habit. Just like the negative thoughts might be a habit because you repeated them so much. After you figure out your I am statements and start using them, you start realizing how to support yourself and how much easier it is than putting yourself down, then you'll have that full power inside of you to be your own biggest advocate, your own biggest supporter. And you only have to learn how to use it just by taking those simple steps. I am statement, write them down, same daily, there you go. If you're feeling down and you've got negative thoughts, Pretend like you are talking to your best friend and then maybe even write those words down and use them on yourself. So if you want some more information on that, go back through those other podcasts. Also, the Mindset Makeover book is available at thebookpatch.com. And of course, if you need one-on-one -on -one help, I do the personal consultations, the power makeover sessions. These are things where we really sit there and brainstorm um, everything that you're doing. And it's usually a lot easier for me to see what your bad habits are, maybe what your negative frame of mind is, than sometimes it is for you because you get in these patterns and you don't really realize that you're doing it. So you can find that at coachkira.com. But in the meantime, make sure that you are supporting yourself whenever you have a negative thought and you're being realistic about it. And that way it can become a habit. Now in training, 
we're going to talk about how to train the what they call the big lifts. And these are those large muscle multi-joint exercises that are your basis for everything else. We might say basics, but not basic in the sense that they are remedial, just in the sense that, you know what, they are your meat and potatoes, you know, your go-to stuff if you don't have a whole lot of time. And those are things like squats, deadlifts, and rows, and of course those things with free weights. Now I know one of the biggest obstacles for most women who want to get in shape is they're afraid of going into the weight room, and they don't know how to do any of these exercises. So of course, you know, getting a trainer to just learn those exercises properly is definitely one of the best investments you could ever make. Um, because there's a big difference between doing a squat where you go down a little bit versus a squat where you go deep versus a squat where, you know what, you go to your own comfortable range of motion and then you keep working until you can increase that range of motion. And I know a lot of people don't have a full range of motion um, when they do a squat and they actually end up kind of doing a little more harm than good. So it's definitely important to go ahead and get some good solid instruction. Now, yeah, you can watch some of the videos and things online um, and they will help you, but a lot of times the one-on-one -on -one really gives you that extra that you need because you might be doing something wrong and of course you wouldn't know it because you know, you're not a trainer. So anyways, that's always a great thing. And if you know how to do these exercises and have been not doing them, then get back into doing them and realize that you're not gonna start with the weight you used to use, just start very, very lightly. That way you can reinforce the proper form and get the full benefit. Now, please notice how I said invest in a personal trainer, not go ask your friend or go ask your boyfriend or go ask your girlfriend, whichever the case may be, um, because a lot of times they don't know how to do them right either. And unfortunately with us women in the gym, guys tend to think that they know more and they're gonna come tell us how to do something. So, you know, get the proper instruction first and then that way you know for sure that you're doing it right. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been doing an exercise and some guy comes over and is like, hey, you should be doing it this way. And it's like, yeah, no, that's completely wrong. And you know, this is why, because da 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 da, da you know. And yeah, I know, it doesn't make me a new fan, but you know what, really? Just because I'm a girl doesn't mean that I don't know about anatomy and, and how these exercises work and all of these other items you know, through the years. So, you know, knowledge is always power, uh, especially when you're in the weight room and you're a woman. So with weight training, you always want to get that good instruction. Now, it's actually a skill that you, you need to learn. You know, it doesn't come naturally. It's not something that, you know, you're gonna pick up in two seconds. You need to practice and you need to practice properly. And I think that's where a lot of people get off track because they try to go too heavy too soon um, or the other extreme, they don't put any weight on there and they don't challenge their muscles. They never feel the right muscles working and therefore they feel like they're not getting any benefit. And maybe you won't see the benefit if you don't have enough challenge there. You know you need to be challenging yourself and, and maybe struggling a little bit to get the last few reps out. And that's even more important for women because we need that extra muscle. Now your weight training is going to burn much more calories for you than your cardio because it's going to be altering your metabolism and that is going to be burning calories all day long. Not just for that period of time that you're doing it, not just for maybe the hour afterburn or whatever. Your weight training is your key to your permanent weight loss. And your weight training needs to be in the sense of maybe 10 repetitions. So that would dictate a heavier weight than one you would do for 20 repetitions. 
and don't say that you get bulky, all right? There's only a handful of people I've ever met, actually three people in my life that I've met that can get naturally, I don't even wanna say bulky, just more muscular. And it just doesn't come easy, that's not gonna happen. You're gonna get the look you want, but you're never gonna get there if you don't start breaking some of those old shackles and mindsets and start opening up and realizing that your weight training is your key much more so than your cardio. Now, don't get me wrong. If you've got a lot of weight to lose, you're going to need to do both. But do not sit there and focus on cardio and say, I'm going to lose the weight and I'm going to do cardio first and then I'm going to tone it. Why would you take twice as long to do anything? I've never understood that. You do your weight training, then do your cardio. You're going to get the best of everything. Now, getting back to these big lifts. Why they are so important? Because you're working a lot of muscles at once. And it's definitely worth the effort to learn them correctly because they are so much more effective in producing visible body composition changes than anything else. And that means you train less time and you get better results, okay? You don't have to train for hours on end. But doing things like squats will not only work the upper body if you're using a barbell or even dumbbells, um, but will also work your core, your back, your arms, your legs, pretty much everything. Now, when we get into deadlifts and rows, there are many different ways to do them. There's the stiff-legged deadlifts that um, a lot of people like to use to train the hamstrings and the glutes, and then there's the full-on deadlift, which gets the entire body. It's kind of like a reverse squat. And then with rows, there's the barbell row, um, there's the dumbbell row, of course there's rows on cable machines too. Kind of hard sometimes to work your back without a cable machine, but anyways, those are also very important because with a row, you're stabilizing your lower body, you're engaging your abdominals and lower back, you're working your shoulders and your back, everything all at the same time as well. It's really important to get these down and not to jump up in weight, but also to make sure that you're using a challenging enough weight that doesn't compromise your form. And I gotta tell you, it's a lot more fun to do some of these multi-joint exercises than a machine because you have to concentrate and you can really feel different areas of your body working rather than on a machine. Now, there's always a place for machines and it's just, you know, but one doesn't replace the other, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you is that, you know, don't say, well, I do the leg extension, that's good enough as doing squats. No, no, it's not. It's got its place and time, but it's not the same. You cannot exchange these things. When you're training and you're doing these larger big lifts or multi-joint exercises, you're really going to find that your balance comes into play quite a bit. And as we get older, that's very important. I see that a lot with my clients. You know, they start to lose some of the balance capability. And very important, you know, when you're younger to go ahead and establish it now because then it becomes second nature, just like your self-support statements. And it just becomes easier. It's easier for your body to keep that balance so, you know, you don't have to worry about tripping and things like that. So, again, these types of free weight exercises will do that. Machines won't. Machines take the balance component out of it. So, again... It's good to use them every now and then, but they shouldn't be the staple of your program. And remember, of course, your program is going to be changing every three, four, maybe six weeks. Your best option always is to, is to be one-on-one -on -one with an experienced trainer. But I got to tell you, I've had some people contact me via email and say, well, you know, I was doing a walking lunge and this is what I felt. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I wrote them back and said, this is what you need to do. And they got it. You know, they understood it. They felt it. And that was great. Not everybody can can work that way. But thank goodness, nowadays we have Skype, 
we have FaceTime, we have video, we have so many different ways to communicate. You know, if you, if you don't have access to a one-on-one -on -one trainer, you still have access to the online training. So, you know, there's still ways to get that expert instruction. So what I'm going to do right now is give you some guidelines on how to test out your own form. And that way, if you don't live close to a gym or you don't have a trainer or you can't afford one, whatever, you can still learn how to do some of these exercises properly. At the exercise library, which is fitnessmakeover.com forward slash muscle, you'll find these videos there for squats and deadlifts and rows. So your best bet is to go ahead and watch those and look at yourself in the mirror and do mimicking as much as possible. With the videos, I'm also telling you things you should be doing. Weight on your heels, stomach tight, shoulders back, that kind of stuff. So after you practice these lifts for a couple of sets, maybe two or three different workouts, then maybe film yourself practicing the lifts. And that way you can look and see which is close, maybe you know, you're on your toes and you didn't realize it. And if you don't have a fancy camera, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, set up your cell phone or ask a friend to video you with their cell phone or whatever. You'd be surprised how easy it is to come up with at least something. It's not gonna be perfect, but enough to see if you're making mistakes. Now, I'm gonna give you some really important points to make or to remember when you're doing these exercises and pretty much most exercises. Now, the first is Always train with what we call a tight, flat upper back. Allow your natural arch to appear in your back, but don't overextend like you're about to do a back bend and never have a weight that forces you to bend like that. When your back is flat, it basically means that your shoulder blades are pulled back and down and your stomach is tight. And you maintain that position through the whole exercise. And that's also very important for uh, stiff-legged deadlifts and any rows with free weights. You must begin with your shoulders pulled back by squeezing your shoulder blades and then pull your shoulders down away from your ears and maintain that. Those are your back muscles activated and that is very important. And actually most of my clients tell me that they they hear me in their dream. Shoulders back and down. Shoulders back and down. Hopefully that doesn't happen to you but again very important for exercises especially the deadlifts and the rows. Now the second thing is that you should never round your back or let your stomach hang out. I mean, who would want to do that anyway? But you want to make sure that your abdominals are there to stabilize you and you're using them, all right? Your, your balance comes from that midsection. You're gonna have your knees a little bent on some exercises or more bent if you're doing a row, but you're also gonna have those abdominals sucked in, you know, the old belly button to the spine. That helps with your balance and helps to keep your back safe and train your abdominals to stabilize you so that when you're doing other things out in the real world, your abdominals work to stabilize you, like if you're picking something up or if you're falling over, they help. So the rounding of the back also puts your lower back in a very bad position. Always engage your abdominals and stabilize your upper body, and that's what they're there for, to help you be more stable. And the more you learn how to use them, the easier it is in other situations to keep your balance. And also you get a little extra abdominal work. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? Now, the next one is keep your chest up, your shoulders back, and in line with your head. Okay, I know that sounds kind of funny, but you know, your head should be in line with your spine and too much looking too far forward or looking down or jutting out in front of you, you don't really notice it. So when you're exercising, you definitely wanna have those shoulders back, but you also wanna have your head over your body. So don't look to the extreme far down or up. 
Now, in the past, with squats, they had taught that you should look up to the ceiling, and that really tried to keep most people's spine straight which is, or neutral. But you don't have to do that anymore. You can look straight ahead. I mean, they found that it really does the same thing if you look straight ahead as opposed to extremely up. You just definitely don't want to look down because that gives you that forward posture and ends up rounding the back and it's going to throw off your balance. So if you can't do it by looking straight ahead, then just find somewhere between straight ahead and the ceiling. You don't need to go to that that big extreme. And for some people, looking to the ceiling actually hyperextends the neck and can cause other problems. It kind of boils down to, you know, your, your body should be comfortable in the position that you are. Shoulders back and down, chest up, stomach tight. I mean, this is all perfect posture. Now, the fourth and last thing I'm going to leave you with is to focus on your, your natural patterns. Not everyone has the same flexibility. Now, I may be able to go lower on a squat than somebody else. Somebody else may be able to go lower on a squat than me. We all have our natural range of motions. Everything can be improved on. For example, I used to not be able to squat really low, and I kept working on it and working on it, and yeah, now I can go rock bottom, which is great because you know, I know that I work more of my glutes, and I know I burn more calories doing that kind of squat, and I also take the stress off my knees. But it took me a while to get there. So like anything, check out what your range of motion is and see if there's room for improvement. And if there is, then you're gonna have to work at that. Keep in mind too that something shouldn't feel horribly uncomfortable. Um, if it feels like you're contorting too much to do something, then either you're not doing it right or you're not trying to do what comes naturally to you. Okay, think about how children are. They, they jump and run and throw and all that kind of stuff and nobody teaches them, at least not early on. Sure, there's techniques and things that you should use to make the throws and all that kind of stuff more effective, maybe more powerful, but ultimately, you know, it's a natural movement. So think about that when you're exercising. If it feels completely weird or uncomfortable, then you're definitely gonna need to have somebody check your form or maybe put the weights aside and try to do it without any weight at all and see how it feels because it might be the weight that is throwing you off. You know, sometimes if you're using dumbbells for an exercise like lunges, it throws you off as opposed to using a barbell on your back. Anyways, these are different ways to help yourself get the most from each exercise you do. So remember, shoot for those big lifts, squats, deadlifts, rows, learn some, learn some new variations, and make sure you have at least two of them included in your program each time you revise your program. In the last podcast, we touched base on nutrition and things that you should be eating, how to structure your meal plan, and we kind of briefly touched on the different types of nutrients, which are proteins, carbs, fats. We usually break them down into starchy carbs and fibrous carbs, fibrous carbs being the vegetables because they are important, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And now I told you to keep track of them so that you can have a better understanding when we get into these nutrients and what you need and how to use them. So hopefully you kept a log and you maybe calculated out how much calories or, well, and protein grams, carb grams, fat grams, so that you can calculate it out. I mean, you don't always have to do it, but you kind of get an optimum idea once you do write it down and figure out your percentages. For most people, your um, ranges for protein are going to be 30 to 40% of your total caloric intake and then 35 to 50% for carbs and 20 to 30% for fats. That would be your normal nutrient breakdown. And it's gonna vary um, based on your lean muscle, your body weight, 
your goals. Now, just because your goal may be to lose weight doesn't mean that you're on the bottom end of everything. Doesn't mean that you go 30% um, protein, 35% carbs, and 20% fats. It doesn't mean that at all. Most of the time, if you're trying to lose weight, you need to have a little more in the carbs because protein will be spared if you have carbs and carbs are also gonna give you the energy. The biggest mistake people make is having the carbs either too much or having the wrong kind or not having protein with the carbs. Now remember, when you have protein with the carbs that slows the absorption of the sugars, you add fibrous carb to the starchy one, uh, fibers being maybe broccoli or cauliflower, some sort of green vegetable, and that's gonna further slow the um, blood sugar spike that you can get from some carbohydrate. Potatoes, rice, they're not bad. They just have to be in the right quantity and eaten with a protein and a vegetable if you're trying to lose weight. If you're maintaining, you know, you have a lot more leeway in what you eat and how you eat. Looking at your particular sheet or whatever you wrote down, figure out the percentage. So you're gonna basically take for the protein you're gonna take the total number of grams, multiply it by four, and that's gonna give you how many calories because protein is four, uh, four calories per gram, carbohydrates are four calories per gram, fats are nine calories per gram. So you just multiply the calories by the grams and then divide it by your total calories and we have a math lesson. Um, and then you get your percentage right there of, of what each nutrient was in that particular day or meal plan or uh, total caloric intake. And you might be surprised. A lot of times when people do this, they find that the protein is ridiculously low, like in the sense of 15 or 20%, that the carbs are um, usually higher than they should be, like maybe 70%, and that the fats are probably right in the range where they should be. If anything, they're usually a little bit too low for most people. Yeah, sometimes it's surprising when you realize, yes, you need to have fats in your diet too. Sometimes you have to add them in. You know, if you've been trying to go low fat for so long, you might actually have to add some fat into your diet in order to make yourself lose weight. And healthy fats, you can find them. There's definitely a lot of good choices, but any extreme on any end, and you're gonna reach a plateau or an obstacle. If you didn't already do that so that you can calculate these things out, you know, go ahead and do it again and go back and figure all these things out. Now, the lucky thing is that nowadays with apps, there's a ton of apps out there that will do it for you, where it'll even tell, it might not tell you the exact percentage of protein, carbs, and fats that you've had at the end of the day, but it's gonna give you the total number of grams and you can do some multiplication with that. And kind of going back to that, let's remember that protein being the four calories per gram and carbs being the same, you can already see that you could have twice as much food as you can if you had a lot of fats, fats being not the nine calories per gram. You're gonna have twice as much food if you were eating the right foods than if you were eating a lot of high fat foods. And I don't know about you, but you know, if I get to eat more, I'm happier. And if I get to eat more and lose weight, then that's all the better. You know, plus you're not gonna have the cravings, you're not gonna be starving, you're gonna have the energy you're supposed to, and your weight's gonna come off. So the most important thing is to remember each meal should be protein, starchy carb, fibrous carb, and some fat. Now, some fat might just be that you cooked your chicken in olive oil. It could be that you've added some nuts or almonds to the top of your potato. It's doable. 
uh, some things, speaking of potato, that can be added to it to make it taste good, um, besides butter, is things like um, salsa. Salsa is a great way to spice up your potato or basically any sort of vegetable mixture. And that makes it a lot more exciting. Remember, the skins are great if you're having a baked potato. And if you don't like to eat them, you know, right then and there, then save them, stick them under the broiler for a couple seconds, and you're going to have your own potato skins. As a matter of fact, that's what I used to do a lot in school. Um, I would take my potatoes and I would shred them, and the skin would just fall off. So while I was um, making kind of hash browns out of them, I stuck the skin in the broiler, and it was kind of like a bonus. There's definitely a lot of different ways. And actually that I was making with egg whites, by the way. So it was like egg whites and my own little potato hash brown, whatever you want to call it, and then some potato skin. So that was a breakfast. Simple little things that will help you because if most of the time you don't like the skin, there's a lot of nutrients in it, it's very good for you. And that's a great way to get it in and maybe even use it as a snack for later. Remember your different realm, blah, ranges and realms of percentages and nutrients. And we'll be going into more details on these nutrients um, and maybe even more specifically how much you would have for a certain uh, caloric intake. It's kind of hard to say because, you know, not everybody's is the same. But uh, we'll go through some guidelines for ones for maybe a 2,000 calorie uh, or 1,800 calories for somebody trying to lose weight and, you know, all the different varieties and, and how to do that. You'll have that to look forward to. As always, make sure you give me any comments or suggestions or questions on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash fitgirlusa. And definitely go check out the quickfitclub.com because that's been revised and there's the videos up there. And of course, the pro shop, fitnessmakeover.com forward slash pro shop and all the previous podcasts that uh, have been out there that can help you reach all of your goals. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.